Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome into Coffee Break. My name is Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us. And the show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant. 459-8565. And we're kicking off the week with Sheriff Leo Dutton. Sheriff, it feels like you're just here because we had to rearrange your schedule yeah, a little bit. Yep. So I appreciate you being willing to come right back. Well, absolutely. Got to get out there and talk to my bosses and see, uh, let them hear what we're doing and uh, have and a get a good cup of coffee, right? Yeah. Yep. And thanks for the well, coffee. Well, like a cup of coffee anyway. I don't get yeah. good, maybe a qualifier. Well, good. They that, just made it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you guys are getting better. Yeah. <laughs> well, it must have been Whitney making it then. I think it was. Okay. Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah. So she yep. tends to, the rest of us tend to, you know, you Ignore can't use it. spoons in it. You can't. Yeah, oh, she, man. Oh. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think one one thing I wanted to ask you about, at least briefly, uh, bef- uh, you know, as we get going, uh, we were reporting on the news this morning, a fugitive that you'd been looking for arrested last week in Oregon. That That's good news. It is good news. It is a uh, an issue that we have to deal with, and you know it just causes our our public some uh, discontentment when you think somebody might be lurking in your backyard. Yeah. So when you find them and they're uh, back behind the doors, the bars, the uh, people can breathe a little easier. Yeah, I mean it's always really nice too to see stories like that. I think just to see other jurisdictions, not even inside Montana. Inside Montana, we go, oh yeah, everybody's going to work together. Of course yeah. they are. Yep. You know, this guy over in you know Tigard, Oregon. Um, I, I'm familiar with with the Tigard area. I lived over there for a while, hmm. uh, and they're close to there anyway. Yeah. And um, you know, it, it's nice to see that the different departments, even in different states, you know, you, you're working together. Is somebody that's wanted here in Helena, Montana, is wanted everywhere else? Yes. One of the things that uh, National Crime or the NCIC, you enter someone that they're wanted there. Also, you know, just different members of my office, to include me, have went through the FBI National Academy, and we have contacts uh, all over the United States in every state and uh, about 26 foreign countries. Wow. So it does work well to work well together. And people are sometimes fearful of federal government or, you know, maybe the state government is too aggressive or even sometimes the local government. What we want to demonstrate is, A, we have our own missions. We have who we report to. I know who I report to. Uh, They're probably listening on the radio. (laughs) That's my bosses. So the state, they have a a governor, they have an attorney general, uh, they have the bosses. And when you get into federal, the the bosses are a little bit further away. But we want to demonstrate that we can work together and we can cross state lines to solve crimes, to protect our bosses. And that's the point of it. So we never lose sight that we uh, are restricted by the Constitution. And we, uh, we delight in doing a good job. I mean, we like to hear about it. I mean, we certainly hear about it when people think we don't. Right. Uh, but it sure means a lot for my my deputies to get just a little card or something. Sometimes even the grade school come by and and uh, will send letters, and that means a lot. Just it's because it says a genuine, sincere. Thank you. Yeah. I want somebody to send you a card today. Somebody listening right now, (laughs) 
<laughs> send, send Leo yeah. a card. Yeah. His people a card. He deserves it. Hand him a crayon. I guarantee so you're going to have a crayon <laughs> card coming today. Uh, Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton with us this morning. And, uh, yeah, just talking about that the, the fugitive here in Helena uh, captured uh, last week in Oregon, uh, working on extradition back here. And uh, so thanks to those folks. I know they're not listening, but thanks to those folks over in, uh, in Oregon. Oregon and the canine yep. uh urban i think was his name guy tried to get away get into a duck pond and uh <laughs> forgot the dogs can swim yeah and uh, you know it's a bad idea when you decide you're gonna outrun a dog yeah especially a canine who's trained in apprehension he wants like, that squeaky toy and he yeah. only gets it once he uh once he yeah. catches up with you and, and it's gonna squeak yeah when it gets <laughs> old of you it's gonna squeak yeah. a lot not a not a good call there uh, <laughs> it, it, you were busy last week up near uh, near Lincoln. Of course, we were talking about that during uh, the morning into the early afternoon here on KCAP. Um, can you, if for folks that if they missed it or just to kind of recap, can you walk through again what happened up there? Well, an individual that uh, lives to the west of Lincoln had called in that he was having a civil dispute, and the deputies uh, dealt with him. Said, "Hey, why don't you go to bed? We'll." We'll be back in the morning and then later around one o'clock or so in the morning that morning that everything busted loose they uh, got a little more forceful about it so deputies did respond and say look we, we can't go around waking people up at this time of the morning so how about if we hold off we'll we'll deal with it we'll we'll work with you it wasn't fast enough so uh, then the the shots out the window began so deputies responded immediately and uh, we also had uh, assistance from the highway patrol helped us block off roads and powell county came so deputies got into position and my undersheriff made a great call to say we need a negotiator up there right away so we had phone contact we got a, a negotiator up there right away and began to talk to him and try to reason try to find out why things were the way they were and that uh, continued from about probably six till till it ended and it was it was a right move now interesting and i think it is of laud for them uh brent colbert was the incident commander up there i stayed back believe it or not i stayed back uh that was like that was one of the harder things i've done but <laughs> You know, I have a, a good crew, and I, I brag about how they're trained and how they're willing mm -hmm. to do the job. <clears throat> but when you let them do it all by themselves, <laughs> not that they can't, they do a great job. It just, it was... Uh, it's it's it was, tough not being it, it, in the training wheels there. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did wonderful. Brent did wonderful. The rest of them, all of them did. And the uh, the point was, they went up there, they stayed out of the field of fire where this guy was shooting. And they let the negotiator take the lead. That's what we practice, is if at all possible, the negotiator takes the lead. The traffic was shut off. No, no deputy moved themselves into the position of fire. So there was no need to return fire when he would lean out the window and shoot. There was no one to shoot at. So mm -hmm. he was shooting, uh, basically firing for effect because he was angry and, uh, you know, the, the idea that he didn't put anybody in harm is not there. He did. I mean, clearly he did. But uh, we'll deal with that. 
and he's been charged accordingly. But the important part here is that purposefully, you know, no one no one maneuvered around where uh, they were in the wrong spot. I mean, it, they they got you know their direction was fired at. There was a couple of sure. times where I can't. The case hasn't been uh, adjudicated yet, but in any case, I think it's it's laudable that they used their head and didn't get. Uh, emotionally hijacked and they let the negotiator talk him out. Now I will add that uh, Aaron Burkholz, a neighbor who knows the guy uh, from many different ways, helped talk to him and talked him down and let him talk him into coming in and they did. It was successful. I, I will say that not every call ends this way. Yeah. So that's the unique part about this is that not every call uh, this this should be celebrated, but the expectations if you start shooting that uh, you're not going to get shot is n is not a great one. I mean, it's a hazardous business to lean out the window and start shooting. Right. Um, and if there because if there's other folks there and you're putting them in danger, uh, the chances of you surviving that encounter may be minimal. But you got to remember, uh, call will will come. You don't need to be shooting out the window. Yeah, uh, but it, it, it is you're you're right. I mean, it, it's in, incredibly impressive uh, what folks up there were able to do, what law enforcement was able to do. Because w when we hear a story start with the suspect fired shots, it, it usually doesn't end with arrested yeah. peacefully, right? And taken to be booked. I mean, that, yeah. that's just not how that story ends. And nope. so the, the your people were able to do that. Um, I, I, it speaks very very highly of them. Yes. Uh, that they Great were able to and, and and not that they didn't do it. it it wasn't a situation where people are going well why didn't they return fire like yeah. it, they just did everything right well the idea is we don't want to kill people that's yeah. not that's not why we signed up in this if we need to end the situation because it's beyond it's it's not going to stop or they're putting somebody in danger then yes if my deputy's in danger or a person is in danger yes but if you can maneuver around, keep everybody back and consider options. We had the SWAT team up there. People think because we have the SWAT team go out that, oh, man, you know, somebody's going to get hurt. Actually, that's the safest of all because they practice and they practice. They rehearse. They draw out the floor plan the best they can. about, And everything is choreographed. Who does what when? And the idea is to take the suspect into custody without shooting them so the suspect their uh, their life is in their own hands or their decision whether they want to give up or not if they are putting other people at risk and leave us no choice where we have to <clears throat> do the do the entry that that's been the the individual inside but we'll do everything we can to negotiate talk uh, find out what we can do, how we can do it, and that's uh, that's been where a focus of our training has been. Not that that's our only option, mm -hmm. but that's a preferred option, and this was we got our preferred option this time. Yeah, yeah, and that went on, of course, for uh, for many hours, but ended as well as it could have. And so, kudos to everybody up there. And as you said, uh, the folks that were doing that negotiation, both both the actual negotiator and uh, and the neighbor, which I think is a, a a huge help in that situation to add that familiar voice. 
It can and be a to, to, to potentially, you know, calm yeah. down that situation a little bit. It takes some knowledge, local knowledge. We worked with the fire department. I forgot to mention them. They were a great help. Lincoln Fire and Lincoln Ambulance. I, I'm sorry I didn't mention them, but they were a huge help. And the Highway Patrol as yep, well I up there. On the, them. Yeah. yeah. So the, uh, the idea was local knowledge for a local problem. They had an idea of the, uh, the man we asked to help was part of the emergency response system. So he knew the uh, individual. So you just don't want to pick just anybody. I mean, it's like, oh, I know him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. It might turn out that you had a fight in the bar last night and like, get out of there, you jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, nope, don't do that. But when it comes from a credible recommendation, such as it did from Lincoln Fire, fire chief there, uh, they they know the people. I mean, they it's it's kind of the biblical saying they the uh, they know their voice. Yeah. And I think, it, as you said earlier, it's a comfort when you hear someone who, you know, cares for you, has been there, demonstrated that they do care for you and have worked uh, to demonstrate that that's different when you just have a, a stranger you can build rapport but when it's someone that's been there and and you yeah they've said i'll help you and they have it's hard not to trust that yeah. even when you're in the the deepest of despair lewis and clark county sheriff leo dutton with us on coffee break this morning and we do have to take a break so we'll go ahead and do that now and we'll continue our conversation come out after this I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in. This is Coffee Break. My name is Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. And Coffee Break is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. And we're continuing our conversation this morning with Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton. And during the break, uh, we were talking about 911. And, and one thing that you put out during the, uh, the incident up in Lincoln that we were talking about um, before the break, you put out on your Facebook group, or a Facebook page, uh, hey, please stop calling 911 to, to find out information about this incident. We've also had people uh, calling 911 with the uh, prescribed burns yes. going on. Um, it, it, it's a, a good news, bad news situation for you. It is. It's a product of our own success. We have said routinely, if you see something, say something. If you see something suspicious, you think is an emergency, call 911. So I don't blame my bosses for calling 911 but it can be overwhelming. Uh, again, it's a product of our own success as we have, we have trained people to do that. And then, then we have to put out a message, stop. So I always feel bad and we have to do that, but uh, we caused that, not, not, the, not the individual. 
They, yeah. We wanted them to do it. And yeah. They did it. But probably a better problem to have to say, hey, too many of you are yeah. are yeah. letting us know rather than people just being in that mindset of, oh, I'm sure somebody else told them. Yeah, exactly. Because you can drive by something. So one of the things I want to talk about is uh, tuning into your local news. Uh, Sirius radio and things like that are nice and all that, but you don't get local news. Yeah. So I, Troy, you'll call me when something's going on and saying, hey, do you know about this? Yep, I know. And then you get on the radio and report it, or you've got a notice from the Forest Service. Forest Service sends something out. During an incident, the dispatchers don't know. And sometimes there's only two of them. Now, understand it's a 911 call taker and a dispatcher, and they're one and the same. Mm -hmm. So the person takes the call, hangs, gets all the information they can, then <clears throat> hangs up and then dispatches, got a call, alert, whoever the appropriate resources are. So that takes that time. Then someone else is calling in saying, I saw the same thing and I saw the same thing. Pretty soon the dispatcher's going, uh, yep, just about to fire. Yep, thank you, bye. Right. And it seem, may seem so impersonal, but you're the 20th caller in line and they don't wanna be rude, but they're trying to dispatch resources if in fact it is a fire. Now, summertime, summertime smoke is different than smoke in the, in the wintertime. Uh, it can be a house fire. So I can't discount that at all. But our, our volunteers, the, the people who uh, do the job for nothing, uh, all that risk, they're trying to get all the resources they can over the radio. So uh, we appreciate them. Dispatch is trying to uh, organize all of that. And if they're answering the 911 calls about something they already know, that's why they'll be short. Yeah. Now, well, because they have yeah. to make sure that line's free in case yep. there's something, you know, there's crash or there is right. a house fire or whatever. Yes. Yes. That there's, person waiting, you know, they, they can't yep. wade through all the uh, the slash pile right. calls to get to the one that they need. Yep. And it, it's, I mean, if you're having a, a true emergency, you see something, you don't want to get a busy signal. Yeah. So that's why they're uh, very succinct, brief, and on to the next thing. If they have time, if you're seeing a robbery, if you're seeing you know, a wreck, uh, an automobile wreck or something, that they're going to take their time, ask you those questions. If they seem uh, brief and impersonal, they have 15 other things to do. So they're, they don't have time for the story. They just need... And like the dragnet, just a fax, right, ma'am. Uh, and, and they move through quickly. They'll get the information and try to sort through the emotion because it is emotion. If you call in that uh, you're being abused, somebody's hitting you, there's a fight, there's a lot of emotion there. And you still have to get a name and an address and a callback number. Where is it happening at? What's going on? What are the description of the suspects? You think they know. They don't. Right. You call in, you're seeing it in front of you. There's a fight. Okay, good. Where are you at? And, well, that takes a moment. Okay, what's your name? Well, I don't know if I want to give my name. Well, okay. You have a callback number. So that part about leaving your name, if you do, then you can say, I want to remain confidential if you want to leave your name. How that works is the power of the citizen you actually have more power than a peace officer does in that moment. We can't uh, go into a building. We can't do anything if we don't have a person's name, a, a credible caller. We can have an anonymous tip. Uh, we can't go any pa past the threshold of the door. 
because we don't have a credible uh, source that said this is going on. Mm -hmm. But if you leave your name and you say, I want to be confidential, that has power. You as a citizen have power. And calling in, letting us know that we can investigate more than you just say, well, I don't want to leave my name. This is anonymous. Okay. That means we have to develop our own probable cause. We have to develop everything. And, well, we can go look. But that's is if it's if it's obvious, if it's blatantly obvious, we can take action. If it's not, uh, it's difficult for us. So understand the way our government is designed is the power lies with the citizens. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. You know, it, it takes a warrant for us to do some other things, but a citizen's got power. Yeah. Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton with us on Coffee Break this morning. Um, we've got uh, about six minutes left with him, and I, and I want to throw out uh, – we're throwing out kudos this morning. We might as well throw some out to those 911 operators, yes, too. I mean, obviously faceless, and nobody knows who they are. Yep. Uh, but – a huge part of the success of anything that you do, uh, the the fire department, anybody. I mean, those nine one one operators are the integral. Hub. Yep, they're the hub of where we get the information. That's a call taker. That's a dispatcher. All of those we don't uh, we don't say thanks often enough. So thank you for what you do and. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, true heroes in the community. Those uh, those folks in the nine one one center, and I guess when we talk about you know you putting out notices on the uh, on the Facebook page of it's okay to quit calling nine one one, right there next to it, something they always put out when there's a big incident is please stay out of the area. Yeah, um, you know I I don't suppose this one was such a problem because. I mean, you shut down the highway, and, right. and right. people like to go and watch fires. People might not like to go and watch uh, shots oh, yeah, being fired do. out of a yep. building, but it's oh, going to yeah, happen, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. I wonder who's shooting. I wonder how close we can get. Let's see if we can see if we know them. You'll know them because yeah. uh, <clears throat> then here's the problem. You ha- you you hear of a you have an issue. You drive there, and this the suspect uh, leans out the window, shoots, and shoots your car. Probably what's going to happen is you're going to sue us because we didn't stop you from being stupid. Uh, and that's, uh, sorry, I don't ha- know how else to say that. I don't think I, you have to yeah, say it any other I, way. I hear there's a gun uh, battle going on. I think I'll drive over there. Are you driving a tank? Um, are you coming to help us? Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. But the best thing to do is like we did, stay out of line of fire. Let us do our job. Fires, uh, the most thing that we get is, man, like, let's go look at that. You see that? Um, no, don't do that. You can see it from a long ways away. And when fire trucks ha- are having a hard time getting there, when patrol cars are having a hard time getting there, I'm, my mind is reverting back to the Corral fire yeah. in the North Hill. It was so close, everybody wanted to see it. And you're going to burn up one of these times because you're going to get in front of the fire. That fire was moving so fast, we couldn't keep up. We couldn't get to people quick enough. Uh, the fire department was doing a yeoman's job of trying to control that in the wind. There just was no controlling it. It went. It it had uh, it had us at its will. And for people to drive out there because they haven't seen a wildfire before or get a picture of it, please don't. Please don't. We can't get there. And if someone dies, I hope we get your license plate because you blocked emergency services yeah. from getting there so please don't I, yeah. i'm asking nice now yeah uh, you, you may think you know what i'm not in danger i'm okay i'm willing to take that risk 
but you're putting other people at risk yeah. by being there. Yep. You know, if if we had time, we'd stop and give you a thank you note for doing business. You know, yeah. obstructing yeah. emergency vehicles, but we don't. That's the deal. We don't have time. It's all hands on deck. There's other people that do a great job. I know we're focusing on the negative, and and I apologize for that. There's people that do absolutely a wonderful job. They've done some mitigation work on their property. There's other people who stay away. They'll tell me later, yeah, I just I went the opposite way, and I got a great view. Thank you. Thank you. If I, yeah. if and I the had, same thing is going to happen here in the spring if we have any flooding. Yes. We're, we're going to yeah. have the same sort of yeah. discussion. Exactly. Know that we got snow. More than likely, we will have flooding. It happens every year. Uh, be cognizant of the weather temperature. If it's going to rain, like somebody's forecasting in the next couple of days, watch for rising water in the creeks. If you live along a creek and you haven't uh, had a, an earthen dam there, you're probably going to get flooded. Just happens every year. Yeah. Just watch for it. We'll try to let you know, but you, as a citizen, as a citizen, we all bear the responsibility of citizenship. And some of that is taking care of ourselves, not being waited to, or not waiting to be taken care of. You, you as citizens have rights. That's one of them, responsibility and accountability. You, if you're waiting for us, sorry, there's a lot of you. And yeah. there's not a lot of us. There just isn't. And if they want a lot of us, the tax has got to go up. So we don't want that either because we pay taxes too. So the idea is let's work together yeah. and you do your part. If you see that uh, you're flooding and you don't think that anyone knows, okay, that would be a 911 call. Yeah. Hey, and if you don't live in that area and you hear about it on the radio, yeah, don't, don't. go driving through the cul-de-sac and yeah. splash in the water everywhere. Yep. I had We have that every year, yeah. you know, that, okay, let's go take a run at it. And uh, I had an individual that came i was sitting there with my lights on just didn't have my siren on and rev, the person was coming at me revved the engine and then gunned it unfortunately i had rolled my window down to talk to him so uh, he got me yeah i got him but you got him yeah, too yeah. yeah there's uh there, there's all sorts of stuff that uh it happens in our community and uh the the best thing is you know call 911 let them know what's going on it's okay if they tell you we know and if you don't belong there don't go there. You're just going to get in the way, and the sheriff might give you a thank you note. Leo, thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you. Thanks for the coffee. We're all out of time. See you, Gary. <laughs> but we'll <laughs> see you back here again tomorrow, same time, on Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.